1: 9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart.
2: And good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts. Coming your way here on this Thursday. Glad to have you with us. We are on for an hour and a half today. We'll have Busey Money Talk at 1030. And uh, we've had a busy show this week. A lot of things have converged all at once. And we've got a a guest in the first hour. Bruce Weber will join me after the news at 10. He's uh, donating some items for Coaches versus Cancer as part of the Jim and Louise Turpin estate sale that is going on starting later today uh, in Champaign. So we'll talk to uh, Coach Weber about that uh, coming up between 10 and 10.30 and then Busey Money Talk at 10.30. My dad's scheduled to be on with me tomorrow. In the 10 o'clock hour. And also we've got a great uh, couple of guests in the uh, first hour as well tomorrow uh, as we head into the weekend. First hour, though, we're going to be joined by psychiatrist uh, Dr. Larry Jekyll. Uh, We'll talk to him, uh, among other things, about these uh, red flag laws. What are those? What do they do and how do they work and do they work? And then some of the other uh, mental health uh, stories that have been part of the news, the uh, Buffalo shooter uh, the shooter in Uvalde, et cetera. And uh, Larry does a lot of work uh, in this area for the courts and uh, and so forth. So we'll talk to uh, Larry Jekyll. If you have some questions as we go along, um, please uh, join us here as we go along. 217 3569397. Text line is 217 And you can email us, talk at com. If you need some repair work done on your vehicle, Gallo Miller, Paint and Collision Repair. Dave and Bill, they've been at this. A long time, and uh, we've got some work that they've done for us before. Very fast, very efficient. They get it done for you. They take care of all the stress. Give them the keys. They work with the insurance companies. Uh, You're already kind of discombobulated anyway after an accident, and uh, they just kind of ease you through everything. So uh, reach out to them. Go to their website, GalloMiller.com. You can uh, get a free estimate. Stop by south side of I-74 there, the frontage road there between the uh, Neal and Prospect exits. They've got a lot of great reviews for all they do. Gallo Miller, paint and collision repair. We'll talk to Larry Jekyll next here on A Penny for Your Thoughts after this opening timeout. All right, we're on uh, Penny for your thoughts. Good to have you with us here. As we join you here, it is hot, 83 degrees. What's our temperature today? 97, they say. Well, We'll see. It's been in that range the last few days. Supposed to be a little nicer over the weekend all right uh we've got a guest in studio. Our friend Larry Jekyll is with us. How are you, sir
3: I am fine brian yeah. it's a pleasure to be here yeah. thank you for good having to have
2: you here you're busy i know
3: oh my goodness we uh you know we have a the we're, we have our regular practice and we're just one little practice among a kaleidoscope of therapists and you know we're we're the big city anymore lots of uh uh counseling groups and uh clinics and everything else and we do that and then about 30 40% of the time we uh consult to the courts mm-hmm. uh Champaign County uh, other county courts and that part of the uh psychiatric world has just exploded mm. since uh interestingly since uh uh December of 19 just before the official uh pl- um, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know what was going on, but and it hasn't let up since. Yeah.
2: Dr. Larry Jekyll is with us. He's a psychiatrist. How many years in this world? Uh we're going to be 40
3: in uh here in Champaign in uh in August. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 40 and, years ago. Uh,
2: and uh there was um there was a couple of you a few years ago that were doing court right related but now you're are you the only I'm, one? I am
3: at um I any forensic psychiatrists who are listening to this show? Uh, please apply to the courts um, and help uh, lessen our load a little bit.
2: How do you balance? You've got clients. You've got people that come to see you regular patients, Uh and then Mm -hmm. the court calls and says, hey, we need you. you, So you have to drop them and go to the court, or how do you balance
3: Rarely does that happen. It has happened. But for the most part, we do two or three a week for the courts, again, all these counties and Champaign County. And we just uh, we're now just stringing them out. So, if uh, a court, we, some uh, somebody from Jasper County called uh, yesterday, and we're putting them in if they wanna if they wanna use us uh, the end of August. So uh, mm. we're way out. Um, the uh, state hospital system where we send a lot of our uh, mentally ill uh, defendants uh, is out several months. So they're just a lot of it's really sad. They're sitting in the jail and, uh, and not getting treatment. Mm.
2: Larry Jekyll is with us. If you have some comments or questions? We've got a couple that have already come in. 217 uh, 9397 Text line is 217 And you can email us talk at wdws.com. And uh, for people that don't know your background, and when it comes to the courts, uh, if you are used by the court to help determine. Uh, for the court, if someone is fit to stand trial, fit to stand, is that, stand trial yeah.
3: and, uh, and insanity, criminal responsibility at the time of the crime. Two different those are the two main opinions were asked, although we have many others, that, uh, other things that were asked, but those are the two main ones.
2: Now, there's uh, the gentleman that does all the insurance commercials that was on Law and Order. Yes. Who did? A, yeah. Was that? Is that a fairly accurate? It is. It's. Uh, of... It's
3: extremely well written. He. Um, uh, if you watch the Law and Order, and you see his, uh, he's he's a psychiatric consultant to the state's attorney in that mm-hmm. okay. case. But we do that too. So I think it's uh, it's right on. It's very well written.
2: Yeah. So do you get asked by defense and prosecutor and, and the pro-
3: and the state yeah. ask me too? And um, occasionally a judge will ask. Uh, we do evaluations for. Um, impaired lawyers for the state of Illinois, uh, impaired uh, faculty uh, at uh, Southern. Uh, So we have, there's all kinds of other things we do, you know, related to the law and psychiatry, too.
2: And uh, the other thing, and again, it's always dangerous to weave into TV, but you'll see where there'll be an expert or a psychiatrist, Uh they'll call on the stand. That's right. does it happen where the one side says, well, this is an expert, here's what he says, but the right. other side says, right. well, I don't necessarily agree with his word? That's, or, is that's
3: that- the battle of the experts. That's really? right. And that happens occasionally. Yeah. Uh, not very often, but it does happen.
2: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, one of the reasons I want to talk to you about there's talk, uh, of course, after the horrific shootings, uh, Buffalo, Uvalde, Texas, about uh, legislation for red flag laws. Yes. Right. Uh, explain what the, what, what is, what is the red flag? Well, a
3: red First flag thing. law is, okay, it's a variation on civil commitment. Um, okay, civil commitment means you find somebody dangerous to themselves or others, okay. And, uh, We've been uh, – the uh, laws have been uh, very strict on that because of uh, people uh, believing that people's rights shouldn't be violated.
2: Second Amendment, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And so um, – uh, but, you know, I think that it looks – the red flag laws apparently kind of be a version of that where they come in and they say this person is dangerous uh, and they should not possess firearms. And so I think it's going to be a very – I think as these, these – uh, I think you're going to see more and more of this. I think you're going to see that, and I, I suspect this is going to increase my workload, where they say, Dr. Jekyll, is this person dangerous? You know, like the buffalo shooter, for example, mm-hmm. who's wearing a hazmat suit to school. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say, can we take the dr-
2: the uh,
3: guns away from him?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder how that works from a well, mechanical standpoint, you can petition.
3: I, I think it's the court can petition, state, um, family can petition. It it is it's fraught with potential abuse, right? Because mm. people can come in and say, "My wife uh, She's is crazy. Is yeah. crazy. Therefore, let's take a gun, take her guns away." You're going to see that if it becomes if it's being used a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. It's an emerging bipartisan Senate uh, deal on yeah, guns well, if it becomes well, law. Well. Uh, it's an emerging approach to gun violence. They say that it's popular because it's proactive rather than reactive. Yeah, right. uh, red flag laws allow police, family members, or even doctors to petition a court to take away someone's firearms for up to a year if they feel that person is a threat to themselves or others. Nineteen states in the District of Columbia, including uh, Florida and Indiana, two Republican states, yeah. have some form of this law on the books already.
3: Yeah, and we do here. Mm, uh, I think effective January first of nineteen, we have a red flag law on the books. Okay. Yeah. So, so but we haven't. You know, it's it, again. It reminds me a little bit of the sex offender laws where they really didn't um, enforce them. They didn't make it a uh, uh, a uh, didn't make it um, a an emphasis on it until. Oh, in the '90s, '80s, and '90s, mm-hmm. and I think this is what we're going to see. So it's it's as I said, I think it's best to think this is a variation on civil commitment, and which people have been loath to uh, to change. Uh, so I think I think mm-hmm. that's what uh, best way to think
2: about mm-hmm. it. So what what the sex offender orders? What what was involved there? Sex offender
3: know? says if you have a some sort of disturbance, uh, you sh- you could be committed uh, a civil commitment. And uh, uh, the sex offenders, if you um, uh, uh, fulfill the criteria for civil commitment of sex offenders, you can be held indefinitely. I see. And some of these people have never gotten out Hmm. uh, that were rounded up in the uh, 80s and 90s Hmm. under the sex offender laws.
2: And it goes on to say, state implementation of the red flag, flag, red flag laws vary. Florida's version is relatively narrow, yeah. only allowing law enforcement to petition the courts to take away someone's guns. Maryland and D.C. allowed mental health providers to petition. Yeah. New York allows school yeah. officials and Hawaii allows coworkers. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's all it, over the place.
3: yeah, they're talking about expanding it and uh, making an emphasis of it. Um, uh, I think uh, you're going to have to ask Julia Reitz how this thing develops. Uh, mm-hmm. um, the sex offender uh, enforcement came from the attorney general 's office uh, so will that happen on this occasion
2: i don 't know yeah, well, it remains to be seen they haven 't passed it yet, but well, they 're in the process well we have yeah, we
3: have the law there 's going to be money put into it by the Congress, but I think it 's more about um you know, process here and how aggressive they're going to be hmm. with um, uh, mentally ill people and guns.
2: Now, I know you don't know the details of everything with Buffalo or Uvalde, but as right. an expert in your field, right. when you see, like, Buffalo, for instance, right. the guy deliberately, it seems yeah. like, looked for an area in a, in a yeah. mostly black part of Buffalo. Yeah. One
3: okay, the, the, some of these major shooters, um, you know, uh, Virginia Tech... Connecticut uh, Gadby Gifford the shooter in uh, Arizona a lot of these people were very well known to the authorities mm-hmm. so if you uh, and then this, this fellow as I said was acting very strange the Florida shooter the Parkland shooter mm-hmm. these are all well known um, uh, aggressive mentally ill people uh, how are we going to do that are we going to uh, civilly commit them are we going to do a red flag law? What, what are we going to do? Obviously, there's there's a movement afoot here mm-hmm. to do something
2: about them. Because what you'll hear in a lot of these stories is they'll say, "Well, he said something here and right. nobody caught it," or he posted something right. here.
3: Right, is right, that exactly. What Ex- exa- no, exactly. But but some of these, for example, the 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 Arizona shooter was so mentally ill. He was going off on everybody. I mean, he you know he was well known. And since we have such lax civil commitment laws, they don't want to put people like that away. You know, by saying they're severely mentally ill as opposed to imminently dangerous. That's the, Mm. uh, criteria now. If you loosen, see, if you broadly loosen up, uh, civil commitment laws, then you have to rebuild psychiatric hospitals. Okay? Uh, okay. And nobody wants to do that. Uh, If you'll notice in our town, they're building an addition with mental, Uh, for uh, the treatment for the mentally ill, to the jail, Hmm. not a mental hospital. I I see no evidence, any uh, Pritzker or anybody else wants to build more mental hospitals, which we desperately need. If you lower the civil commitment standard, you're going to have to build hospitals. So the red flag is kind of a way around that a little bit, I think. That's my take.
2: Okay. And when you say civil commitment... What's the definition of that? That means
3: someone can be hospitalized against their will because they're judged to be imminently dangerous to themselves or others. That's pretty strict, see? Mm -hmm. And then a judge reviews that after five days or a week or two weeks. And we've generally, um, we just don't keep them very long. Uh, But if you say they're severely mentally ill, then you can keep them for weeks, months. Mm. And now you're back to the uh, psychiatric World of
2: uh, nineteen sixty-five. Yeah, I haven't heard um, a whole lot out of Buffalo lately. The because the shooter's still alive. Is he going to? Is he going to plead uh, oh, uh, insanity, or do has he done anything, or do we know? Um, I, I, know. I, I
3: doubt if insanity will work. Most yeah. most of these shooters are not insane, mm-hmm. but they're mentally ill and aggressive. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and they're you know there's such. It reminds you a little bit of the sex offenders, where they just need to be kept long term, mm. and and the society needs to be protected. Um, I think that's a better way to think about these people. They're not necessarily insane, but they need to be confined. Yeah.
2: I just wonder why so many of the shooters are in 18, 19, uh-huh. 20 yeah. years old.
3: Yeah, that's- well, they're they're again these are these are people who've dropped off of you know a normal society, and they're they're on the fringe. Uh, they're very angry and hurt. Almost all of them. None of them have fathers in their families. These are very come from very uh, uh, disrupted families, and um, so there's there, there's a pattern there of uh, mm-hmm. these people. And then they they have these there. We would say wounded masculinity, wow. where they need to do something big to show that they're not a
2: nobody. Yeah. Wow. And it gets their name in the news. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they, fa- they have fame. But oftentimes they're not around to, That's right. to see their fame. That's right. I mean, in most cases. That's right. Uh, Dr. Larry Jekyll is our guest. Got some questions for him. We'll get to those. 925 here on the DWS. Local psychiatrist, Dr. Larry Jekyll, back in a moment. All right, we're on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. Psychiatrist Dr. Larry Jekyll is with us here for the hour, and I uh, got some questions in for him. One more I wanted to ask you about uh, the um, political side of all of this is tricky when you mix it in. Uh, yes. You were talking to me about the New York, one of the candidates for mayor right. in New York City. Uh,
3: right. Uh, Andrew Yang said that we need to build mental hospitals. Well, that just, that just uh, torched his uh, chances. He did that sort of in a wanted to get it in at the end of that campaign Mm -hmm. but uh, I think I think you should build build mental hospitals I really do I think there should be reasonable uh, civil commitment standards and I think we shouldn't have people in the jails like we do now this is I mean we have all these people in the jails that uh, are waiting to get into the state hospitals so that's just not right and uh, but again politically it's it's uh, very very difficult
2: yeah Because Republicans want one thing, Democrats want another Uh, uh, when it comes to this.
3: That's right. The Democrats are very much about rights, and they don't want to see civil commitment standards, uh, uh, you know, lowered. And the Republicans uh, don't want to spend the money on the mental hospitals. In 1965, Brian, uh, uh, mental health was like the third budget, uh, top third budget item in the state of Illinois, to give you an idea of where we've come.
2: Where are we now? Where's well, that it's out? way
3: down the list because uh, so much of his Medicaid and uh, for, uh, uh, you know, uh, nursing homes, things like that. It's way down the list. Hmm. So the state's uh, share of, uh, for mental illness is, uh, is minuscule compared to uh,
2: 1965. i uh, got a couple of questions here. Um, on the topic of mental health, uh, Doctor, are, aren't there just bad people, meaning it's not necessarily treatable. Some people hate for no reason.
3: There, there are. We have many people who are in the jails uh, who have severe mental uh, uh, personality disorders. And uh, that's right. Um, but uh, And we, we always are trying to sort that out.
2: Hmm. Another question says, has there been a link between young adults or even younger mass shootings and kids playing violent video games? Has there ever been a link established?
3: Uh, there's been a lot of suggestions about that. Um I think it probably does uh have make some, I think there is some contribution there to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh let's see here. Uh most of the mass shooters seem to be white males. Yeah. Um is that what That's correct. Seem-
3: Although um there are uh you know in the in the city uh in the black community there there are mass shootings. Um the ones that are publicized uh, like the ones at Buffalo and everything else, tend to be uh, white males who have uh, dropped out of society, who are, uh, as I said, injured, uh, have, uh, you know, uh, wounded masculinity, as I say, and... Um, and who want to make a scene? Who feel so impotent that they feel like they have to do something? Yeah. They feel like they're such losers.
2: Now, the shooter in Hispanic was he Hispanic? I think he was. He, he was, was Hispanic, Hispanic, yeah. 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 The one yeah. in Uvalde. Texas, uh, in right? Uvalde, yeah. Right, right. Uh, Nine thirty-one at News Talk fourteen hundred. DWS roofs by Roger. Been in the business for forty-six years. Roger has their business has been around for thirty-five plus. Uh, a lot of great things you can look at on the website, RoofsByRoger.com. Their work includes roofing, gutters, gutter guard, windows, and siding. Uh, great people that work there. Aaron Mendoza handles the estimates. You know, uh, Bushell works in the office. Uh, that's your first point of contact uh, for reaching out. And, of course, then there's Roger and his entire team. They work with the insurance companies. They handle claims so you don't have to. Free estimates, residential and commercial. Give your house a facelift with a very important part, your roof. Roofs by Roger 217 217- 932, here's CBS News. Back in a moment. All right, we're on Penny for Your Thoughts. Dr. Larry Jekyll, psychiatrist, is with us. A few questions that have come in. We also have a uh, caller here waiting, so we'll get to all of that as we join you today on Penny for Your Thoughts. I'll be with you till 10.30. Bruce Weber will join us after the news at 10.00. Uh, as we get into that uh, with the uh, Jim and Louise Turpin estate sale, which starts later today, Bruce donating some items for that. So we'll find out what those are from the former Illini coach. Uh had a texture. says, With a name like Jekyll, did you have a choice to not go into psychology or psychiatry? So. Yeah.
3: yeah, that's uh, that's been asked many times. Uh, my dad raised hogs, so he uh, yeah. wasn't a psychiatrist. Um, I told you, Brian, that I think that I. Uh, uh when i was first at, i was at a basketball game against chico state in the early 80s and they used to page the doctors and they paged Dr. Jekyll and uh the boss of the lady on the, uh, the pa uh went over to her and says quit fooling around <laughs> and and she says, no he exists he exists and then uh uh in the tribune the next day they it was they said it was all oh, as spooky as halloween we're playing basketball and even Dr. Jekyll was paged <laughs>
2: Yeah, I remember that. They used to page. Can Dr. So and so come yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, Really? Yeah. Yeah, but the, the lady didn't believe it. No, I didn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, could you ask Dr. Jekyll, uh, please, can you explain why intoxication on drugs or alcohol during the commission of a crime is not a criminal defense in Illinois?
3: Right. Uh, it doesn't satisfy the criteria for insanity. Okay. So if you're intoxicated or you're high on drugs, uh, it does not qualify. Um, For example, uh, the fellow who rammed the uh, jail—he had been using uh, IV uh, methamphetamine for a year, and uh, he's you know having a conversation with the uh, with his car radio while he's uh, running uh, trying to run over one of our correctional officers. But that's all—that's not insanity. He sobered up uh, Mm -hmm. afterwards. Uh, That that doesn't qualify uh that's uh, drug intoxication and uh we see that quite a bit and it's an important part of my job as a forensic psychiatrist to sort that out
2: mm-hmm. yeah we've heard a lot about uh drugs and crime yes being tied together right um,
3: uh it it's amazing how often people even people who are really mentally ill use alcohol or drugs and it uh, what we call it uh uh it uh, it lessens uh, their uh uh uh, increases their impulsivity to
2: to uh, use drugs or to drink. Hmm. All right, uh, nine thirty nine at DWS. Uh, Danny is with us. Hi, Danny.
4: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, hey, Doctor. Uh, quick side note: A uh, years ago, a friend of mine had a teenage uh, kid that wound up in your care, and uh, you did quite well for that young man. And uh, just. To report years later, he's still doing quite well. So well, I, I have to say kudos to you for that. Well, thank
3: you very much. I I, I don't always hear uh, you know the good results sometimes uh, that uh, uh, happens.
4: Sure, I thought I'd let you know. No, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate anyways, it. Temporary crisis for a teenager type <laughs> thing. <laughs> help them out. So good. Uh, anyways, on uh. I'm curious, you, you already mentioned it, but on, on red flag laws, you know, they are uh, prone to abuse. Yeah. And I think that, that that they should be very careful when they're writing these laws that people that go to use them should be warned that, uh, there, and there should be in place stiff penalties for people that abuse those. Like currently, people uh, will use emergency protective order to do the same thing, to remove someone's firearms. And I think that at a minimum, if someone's gonna perjure themselves against someone, like say a, a, a wife going through a divorce that's mad and wants to take a man's firearms away, they should at a minimum get uh, anger management classes. And they should also have to pay for uh, the trouble they cause, like the costs in trying to regain firearms, the storage of them, especially in Illinois, getting the FOID reinstated. Cause even if someone's cleared into court, you still have the whole process, and it takes a long time with the state police to get your FOIA reinstated. stated. Mm. So I think there ought to be some sister laws uh, that go with it that stiff penalties, because currently there's nothing. They won't even push somebody for perjury. Uh, you know, the courts are busy. They want to get somebody for perjury. But I think somebody that does that is at a minimum a very angry person needs anger management mm. help. And mm-hmm. I just... See what you think about that. All right. Hey, thank you, Danny. It, sir,
2: have a day.
3: Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a hornet's nest. Uh, these laws are going to be uh, you know they're going to be all kinds of uh, how do you put safeguards on it? Uh, mm-hmm. Keep them from being misused. How do you get? When do you decide if the guns go back? I uh, mean, <laughs> it's just yeah, one. How long question, is long enough? Right. One question just begs another.
2: Yeah. Now, guns rights groups generally oppose the red flag laws. Yes. Uh, their main argument is they violate an individual's quote due process because often the initial petition doesn't require the person to be present in court. Family members or police have used text, voicemails, or notebooks belonging to the gun owner to make their case. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh,
3: But as I said, I think there's a seriousness now uh, that I think you're hearing. It's it's just too quiet. <laughs> I think there's a seriousness about uh, you know bringing these uh, laws to the states to fund it. And, um, I think it's going to be part of life. And as I said, I think it's, uh, it's, you know, they're trying not to, uh, use, uh, lower the standards of civil commitment. Um, but I think it's going to be a very complex business. Hmm. It's going to be more work for us.
2: More work for you. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. 943, back with Dr. Larry Jekyll Mm -hmm. here in a moment. All right, we're on Penny for Your Thoughts. Nine forty six. Dr. Larry Jekyll is with us here this morning on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts here talking about red flag laws and other things, uh and uh, mental illness and uh, what's happening in Congress with everything. Real quick, I did want to touch on uh you hear about the southern border, you hear about people with fentanyl and yeah. all of this. Are you still seeing a lot of
3: Well, we've had we had the three deaths at Christmas time uh over on Kirby Avenue there. Um again um, you know, we have, uh, the cannabis that's sold in stores supposedly is not contaminated. But, um, uh, you know, people are using, uh, you know, black market cannabis, black market opiates. And, um, uh, I know that the authorities are trying to, uh, make sure, try to control the fentanyl that goes into those things. But I think you're gonna see, I mean, we know nationally there's an increase in overdoses because uh there's uh they're unable to control the flow of fentanyl
2: yeah so a lot of that is i mean uh, it seems to be everywhere it's getting worse yeah. yeah
3: well you know here we are wanting to protect our children but if they use black market drugs that you know have uh uh you know there's uh fentanyl that's uh in them you just uh you know it's just very scary um it's another reason not to, you know, not to use black market drugs. You don't know what's in it.
2: Hmm. Uh, 217-356-9397. Martel is on the line with us. How you doing, Martel?
4: I'm doing good, Brian. Um, but Dr. Jack, i got some uh, questions to ask. Um, one of them, do you think music, television, and video games almost brainwashed the young because they got access to so much? And when you're talking about the fentanyl, shouldn't that be something to be put in the paper like the gun violence? We should know because I I done had like three friends that put fentanyl overdoses last last year.
3: What what laws are we talking okay. about? Did you say, sir?
4: Uh, um, I think the fentanyl law that's going through the community ought to be posted in the paper like the gun violence.
3: Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. yeah because. The people just don't know how bad fentanyl is, yeah. especially around the city right here. Yeah,
2: you
3: know. Uh, let me make, talk make about a the
2: yeah. 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 Talk about the drugs. Okay. Yeah. Let me and make. Thank a, you, Martell. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you, sir. It. Yeah. Uh,
3: right. Let me make a call. You know, America is all about freedom, and freedom to watch whatever, freedom that's on your social media, freedom to use uh, cannabis now, drugs. Uh, it's all about freedom, and we're seeing, you know, that in modern. Societies with all this freedom comes greater mental illness, because people have too many choices. Hmm. You know, back in a time when you know the the uh, you know let's say medieval times where the Catholic Church uh, ran things. You know, thing people were kept and they knew their spot in life and they things were kept very much under control that way. We we with freedom you're free to watch tv you're free to watch uh, to see whatever you want you're free to look at porn on uh, on social media all this freedom puts an onus on the individual to pull their lives together I mean, we're asking our kids mm-hmm. in all with all this freedom to come up with some kind of life as opposed to being told what to do you know by by uh, adults
2: by adults or by, by,
3: adults or by, th- by authorities or whatever So that's one of the reasons why you see this growth in uh, uh, mental illness in in liberal uh, Western societies. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then you get these other things where you know now okay the kids have access. You say freedom. Well, you know you can you can go buy whatever on the street,
2: Hmm. and you can see whatever and do whatever on your whatever you can
3: do whatever. We've been talking about you know gendering. You know what what choose your gender. All this freedom comes at a cost
2: yeah all right uh, got a texture said is the reason as large a healthcare system in the CU cities lacks mental health doctors that the field itself is a stressful one for those training as doctors and as a result other specialties chosen more are chosen more.
3: Well, okay um, there's a couple things here. Uh, one is we have we have uh, I, I use the term kaleidoscope of different mental health providers okay so we have many 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 different therapists. We have many psychiatrists. We have clinics. We have all kinds of things. So they're, they're available to people. I know they're all flooded. Um, one, one problem is uh, insurance uh, tries to restrict mental health. They've been restricting mental health you know, pretty dramatically since the uh, eight, uh, 1980s. So uh, that's, that's one reason. Um, it is stressful. If, if you go into the mental health field, and if you take on really difficult people you know we used to in the old analytic, psychoanalytic days you had to have your own therapy you know uh and for years of therapy and that's not as much the case now so um it does uh it does make uh, uh it does affect uh therapists and it's it's a real strain
2: yeah uh, Dr. Larry Jekyll is with us for a few more minutes. Uh, Tex says, I must comment on the idea that Republicans don't want to pay for it. In Champaign County, our sheriff has created a master plan that would include mental health facilities attached to the jail. All of the Republicans on the county board supported that plan. And also supported using ARPA funds. What is that, ARPA?
3: No, I don't know. But I want, no, I want a mental hospital, not attached to the jail folks.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. That happened in the interest of public safety and mental health. Republicans were met with such resistance when he came to financing the project, one that has been scaled back, and, of course, the very important mental health facility sections and yeah. classroom sections that would help people leaving the jail go back into society. Right. Uh, this is not the doing of Republicans not wanting to pay for it. It's actually the doing of Democrats not wanting to pay for it. So, well, but you're saying is it shouldn't be in the jail?
3: It shouldn't be in the jail. Jails aren't hospitals. Hospitals aren't jails.
2: Yeah, that's a simple answer to that. Okay. Uh, since Champagne, I don't mean the county or Champagne can't get the coroner to call it a homicide from fentanyl. Can you, as a forensic psychologist?
3: Well, I mean, a forensic psychiatrist can. We can ask for the labs. You know, and then make that uh, conclusion if somebody asked me, you know, that's called a psychological autopsy, you know, where, you know, I come in after the death Mm -hmm. and uh, pull together all the information. You could do that. Um, I don't know if there's much motivation for that uh, and money uh, for that kind of evaluation.
2: Uh, Somebody asked about the John Gruden case in the NFL. Which right. it was you I know, think he John
3: had, John said too much John what are you know, he talking about I can't remember Oh that. he was putting down all kinds of uh, uh, he was saying all sorts of racial things and, I see and okay. uh, misogynistic things I see Yeah, yeah that's uh, right I remember yeah. now Yeah he was yeah, acting that's, like that's like been a, several yeah.
2: months ago right Yeah Yeah, yeah. Uh, Does he think Gruden will win his case uh, By the way I agree with red flag laws if safeguards are in place to prevent abuse Right so
3: we would agree with that
2: Yeah. Okay. 217 uh, 356 Text line is 217 and you can email us, talk, at WDWS.com. Uh, we've come out of COVID, for the most part. Uh, yes. I know we talked to you during COVID. You were uh, sensing, and I've seen different studies. Uh, one says COVID-19 survivors face increased mental health risk up to a year later. No, yeah um anxiety depression substance yeah. abuse suicidal thoughts are you no question running about running that across that
3: no question about that uh, and we're still having people get you know having trouble getting back into the swing you know some people are still phobic staying at home, not going to school, not going to work uh, so we still have those after effects
2: yeah people not wanting to go back to their office uh-huh. Do you uh-huh. see that?
3: F- fear of fear of being infected mm-hmm
2: Wow. Yeah. And so oh, that's yeah. still there.
3: That's still there.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I know some people that um, just don't want to go to a concert. They don't want to go to right. any big gatherings.
3: It's, that's right. They, they, there yeah. is a, there's and there's
2: nothing wrong if that's what they don't want to do, I guess. But, yeah. but, but, but it
3: get you know, it gets to be irrational, and then if it's irrational, then it's in the uh, realm of uh, mental disorder. Yeah. And uh, that's that's very hard to treat, um, pe- you know, uh, people like yeah,
2: that. Yeah, at what point does it trip into Irrationality is that?
3: Uh, that's a really good question. There, there's your question, Brian. Yeah. That's that's the uh, that would be the number one question to ask. Yeah.
2: And we, and we also uh, <laughs> the other big story that uh, has been out there um, has been the, with Brett Kavanaugh. There was an ass- assassination yeah. attempt, if you will, or Correct. somebody was somebody lurking. very ma- mentally ill. You think who, that was someone who was mentally ill? Very, was, much so. yeah. very
3: much so. Very much so. Were yeah. they
2: driven by what somebody said, or is that hard to? Uh uh-huh. They
3: they uh, they've been uh, you know uh, marinating on uh, the polarized. Uh, uh, political atmosphere and decided he'd do something about it and uh, you know someone with uh, poor impulse control probably a long history of mental illness be interesting to see I wish I could see the evaluation by a forensic psychiatrist I'm sure there will be one of that of that particular individual
2: yeah because when it gets into a a high level Well, anybody, if you're going to assassinate a president, you know, Squeaky Fromm, or going back Well,
3: uh, John Hinckley just was Uh, released. That's quite a story, uh, going way back. You know, he was uh, madly in love with... uh,
2: Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. So, uh,
3: yes, so this is, uh, you know, when it sort of reaches into the political, uh, those kind of people will uh, be evaluated uh, rather intensely over a long period of time, I would think.
2: Yeah. And it's interesting, you even get into, um, you know, with Hinckley and Reagan, you get into uh, any of the presidential assassination attempts. And we've had other presidents. At, yes. uh, Theodore Roosevelt got shot. Yes. In uh, an event <laughs> years ago, you know, yes. a century ago. Yes. Um, it gets those people to that point. That's right. Um,
3: uh, the mentally ill uh, have, um, you know, influenced uh, policies, have changed history yeah. by. Uh, assassinations and assaults and things like
2: that. And you think about it, there's so much now with social media. Any news, when you and I were growing up, there was only three news channels, and you got your news and your information basically one way, radio or TV or whatever, newspaper. And now people that might be disturbed about a Supreme Court decision, they can read about it. Right on their phone and hear about all the comments about it, and read all the social right. media comments right. about it
3: and they they could be uh, we we like to say they they could be stimulating their brain with dopamine by reading all of this stuff twenty uh, four
2: mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we need to shut some of it off well
3: that's a, that's a, there <laughs> now we we're entering another world, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, um it's been a good hour, it's going yeah. by quickly. quite fast, yeah, yeah. 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 Anything? Any last thoughts? Anything? You no. Um, to, you it, it
3: it it appears that things are getting more complicated.
2: Yeah. With as we get into the gun laws and I and, think and, so. and, and uh, coming out of COVID and yeah,
3: I think we're going to hear a lot more about this. I think this is just the you know how quiet it was uh, in the Congress as they you know worked on these laws. Um, we're going to really hear a lot about it. I think.
2: Yeah. Well, Larry, always good to see you. Hey, thank, thank you, Brian. Thank you for, thank you for in. having I always me. Appreciate always your a pleasure on all this. You yeah, bet. this always uh, enlightens me a lot on these kind of issues. So, thank right. you. Appreciate You're it. You, Very going any, you going to any uh, football games? Oh yeah, no, game? we're
3: we're we've got uh, you know I've got a, a group of eleven coming in for the Virginia game.
2: Oh, do you? So uh, okay, uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> Bruce Weber is on with us here in a few minutes. Wonderful. So, yeah, uh, I've,
3: you know the coaches are. The coaches are great. Uh, I don't see how they keep saying sometimes myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, speaking of being under a lot of pressure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're all the time. But, you know, they make some good money doing it. They that, they so. do well, don't yes, they? Yes, they do. All right, thank you, sir. Sure. That's Dr. Larry Jekyll with us, a local psychiatrist. Uh, and that's our first hour today. We've got uh, Bruce Weber coming up after the news at 10. We'll talk about the uh, Jim and Louise estate sale. And he's got some items he's donated uh, to benefit coaches versus cancer. We'll catch up with Coach for a few minutes and then Busey Money Talk at the uh, bottom of the hour at uh, 10.30. So that's what's ahead. Tomorrow we've got some special guests in the first hour. Great, great story about an adoption and a princess. This is pretty cool. And then I hope to have my dad on in the second hour ahead of Father's Day. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, approaching 10.
1: It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart.
2: All right, it's hour number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts coming your way here on this uh, red-hot uh, Thursday morning with you until uh, 10.30 this morning. B.C. Money Talk will be with us. And we head into uh, Father's Day. I'm scheduled to have my dad on with me uh, tomorrow in the uh, 10 o'clock hour. appreciate Larry being with us in that uh, first hour. Our uh, psychiatrist talking about the different uh, laws that Congress is considering, red flag laws, et cetera. Uh, Going to switch gears a little bit. The uh, estate sale of Jim and Louise Turpin at uh, 1407 William Street. Our dear friends at uh, Jim and Louise, uh, their home there, their estate sale, uh, starting today at 4 to 7 p.m. and then tomorrow, Friday, June 17th, 9 to 2 p.m. Uh, Champagne estate sales uh, and all the folks there putting that together. Appreciate Jane uh, DeLuce helping us with all of that as well, putting that together for her uh, dad and his her mom and, and their estate. Ah, ten oh nine. Some of the items in there, and Jim's going to have some great items. But some of the items are being donated by a former Illini coach uh, Bruce Weber, and we've got Coach on the line here with us. How you doing, Coach?
0: I'm doing fine, thank you, Brian. How are you? Yeah,
2: good to hear your voice again. And hope you're. What are you doing these days?
0: Well, we just got done moving. Yeah, uh, which is not a uh, easy task, and when you have forty years of forty plus years of stuff that you got to go through um and that kind of leads to what the donations but it, it we've worked uh, 10 12 hours probably 6 7 days a week the last 6 weeks and you know first we had to get it ready to stage uh, to show the house we showed it on our own and then and then you got somebody to buy it and then you had to bring everything back in that you hid somewhere to <laughs> Figure out what we're going to take and where we're going and what we're going to do, and then uh, finally, actually, Tuesday was our last day in the house. We cleaned everything. Everything's out of the house, and now just headed and see what the next chapter in our life is.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, people tell me I've got a lot of stuff. I'm guessing you've got ten times what I've got. I would think
0: we we (laughs) have a lot of stuff, and uh, you know, the problem is the last two times we moved. I was, I had jobs and, and I did not, you know, you just packed it and you didn't open it when you got there. And, you know, this time we finally had time a little bit to go through everything and, um, you know, kind of revisit your life a little bit. It was, you know, great memories open up, you know, different, the pictures and the, uh, you know, different memorabilia that I've saved, whether it's from Illinois or SIU or Purdue or, even some Western Kentucky things from back in the early eighties. So it it was fun to go through that. And the problem is I had always hoped someday I'd have like a sports, you know, man cave or a sports bar or something like that, but we just don't have that. And so I had to figure out what few items I could keep and maybe put in an office and then the rest of it, you know, what, what are we going to do with it? And, I was um, going through stuff and actually talking to Karen Pope, that's uh, our son-in-law's mother, who started uh, or ran Champagne Estate Sales uh, for for years, and now her daughter Whitney took it over. But we were just talking to her about getting some appraisals on some things, and uh, Megan had some other items that she wanted to figure out how to what to do with, and and then I said, man, I just have all this Illinois stuff. And, you know, what can I do with it? I just, I want to use it for something, for some good. And, and a day later she called back and said, Hey, Whitney is doing the, the Jim Turpin sale and their family, I think, would allow you guys to put some stuff in there. And we thought, Oh, man, that's perfect. And, and then as it went on, I, I just felt it was important that, uh, you know, just like when I left Illinois, I sold all my orange ties and one of my orange blazers and some Final Four stuff, and we raised ten thousand dollars for Coaches versus Cancer then. And um, I thought, man, this is a good time to, you know, not for me to profit, but for you know, use these items for because people want them, hopefully, and then uh, use it for good to help somebody. Obviously, what Coaches versus Cancer, American Cancer Society has done is unbelievable; it saved many, many. You know, millions of lives now. And, um, you know, so it's, uh, we thought this is our little chance to do something. So Megan and I both agreed on it. And so today they got the sale. Um, when we sent all the items, uh, we had two carloads. That was part of it, too, getting them from Manhattan all the way to Champaign. <laughs> we had yeah. a couple wagon trains. But, uh, you know, they got it there. And, and Emily Lipinski from Coaches versus Cancer and Whitney said, man, some of these things, Coach, are really, really nice. And, maybe maybe we better do some of them in an online auction because they're one of a kind and you can, um, you know, maybe raise more money. So I think they decided that some is going to be in the, the state sale the next couple of days. And then a few are going to, uh, probably about 10 things, some bigger pictures are going to be part of the coaches versus cancer um, auction when coach Underwood has his big thing. They're going to do an online auction and and get those things out there a little later and, and, uh, you know, hopefully bring some really big money for some of those items.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Coach Bruce Weber with us for a few minutes as we talk about the uh, Jim and Louise Turpin uh, estate sale and the items that he's donating. And again, the proceeds will go to Coaches versus Cancer. So, what are some of the items you've had that you're for this, for the oh, estate?
0: Well, I, you know, the, the uh, ball from the Arizona game uh, and the net we cut down. Um, the ball from the uh, final four ball that they uh, commemorating ball that they gave us with, you know, with a net that they gave us for that, um, uh, you know, just bobbleheads uh, books. I got my Jersey from when I sang at the Cubs game in Oh five, that take me out to the ball game, the hat, uh, white Sox Jersey that they, that they did when I, they honored me at the white Sox game. Um, just a variety of stuff. Um, you know some pictures, some uh books I mean it is go on and on with the the different things that that we had saved through the years and um uh, like I guess say a lot of them i i 'm sure some people have them but uh they still are one of a kind I, I had about fifty of my books that um Mark you know teamed up with me and and we wrote after the season and so we 're putting those in there also and just a, it's just a wide variety of stuff that's going to be there. You can go online. Uh, pictures are on the Champagne Estate Sales website. I think American Cancer Society, Coach Cancer website, and yeah. and I think even U of I has, has put some things out there.
2: Hmm. Well, you've got some really nice stuff, obviously. I know Jim, I'm sure, had a lot of stuff, too, on yeah. his own, just yeah. from all the years he was yeah. doing the games.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that's why they thought it was perfect, and I think they're – their family thought, "Hey, let's just tie it all in and bring the more people. We get here, the better it is for everybody." And um, you know, and and just being on the show with you, I, I think about Penny for your thoughts. And you, for obviously, you've done a great job taking it over. But I was Jim was the one who started that, and I think he started at least when I was there. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know, maybe there was somebody before him. You probably know that. Yeah,
2: well, better, well, Larry, Larry Stewart did it for a long time before Jim. Okay. Uh, I think I'm the. Yeah. I think we count. I'm the fourth permanent host in 70 yeah, years. Okay, so that tells you yeah. something right there. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> it's a lot of history there okay. and a lot of memories. Yeah,
2: well, that's one thing I've always admired about you, Bruce, is uh, your willingness to use your position as a coach. And you've had a lot of success and been in a lot of great places. To benefit others, and I know that's that's always been on the forefront of your mind, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's it's important. I always kind of promised myself coming up as an assistant coach. If I ever got to the point where I actually had some notoriety and and had the opportunity to make a difference, um, I think that's just uh, you know between Megan and I myself, we both feel that way, and, and you know just kind of instilled in by my parents um the importance of helping others and and it's it's you know again uh cancer i don't know how many you probably have tons of people you know that you know have not made it and mm-hmm. lost their battle of cancer and then but there's tons now more that have made it so you know that's near and dear to me i just i always tell the story of my grandma i was little all of a sudden they said you know she's got cancer and this is in the early 60s and they like did i don't, just kind of figuring it out then and um, we couldn't go in the hospital. We didn't know if she was contagious or what. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then she didn't make it. My uncle, I've, I've had friends pass. Uh, assistant coach, obviously, Wayne McClain, uh, you know, dear, dear, dear friend. And, you know, so if, if we can help save lives and let people celebrate birthdays, uh, you know, that's it's maybe it'll be one of our family someday. So hopefully it, it all pays off.
2: I would I would hope so for sure and a lot of money's been raised uh for that on and on your behalf. I remember um a lot of the events we did when you were here. We we were at the and I gotta do a commercial for the beef house here too, by the way. So you can help me with this. But uh <laughs> But uh we did those we did those events over there.
0: The <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had Jim Bain and we had some pretty good speakers along the way that uh gave us some laughs. So it was it was good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just saw uh, Bob Wright the other day, Bob and Bonnie over there. Um so we wow. uh, you know we stopped there and had had the lunch buffet, so that was good.
0: Yeah, if you see him please say say hello. We obviously we go way back to Purdue days. He was, you know originally, you know his sons went to Purdue and um we had a chance to be around him when we were there and then continued right when we went to SIU and to mm-hmm. and to uh and to Champaign to U of I and uh we haven't we haven't been there in a while because we just haven't got that way but we're hoping maybe this summer um we got in we got Megan's brothers in Indianapolis if we can make a little bit of a road trip that way and and <laughs> So I want to get the Custer Cup and I want to get to the Beef House. Those are two two things I'd like to do.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Two of everybody's favorites. Yes, uh, definitely. That would, that would be a great, uh, a lot of great memories. We took a lot of teams over there. I mean, that was our routine oh, yeah. stop. So,
0: yes, yeah. yeah. It was it was fun on the on the way there. Get the dinner on the way back. Get the carry out. And Bob was always there working <laughs> late at night. Yeah. And uh, I can tell you one great story with Coach Katie. We. We got our butts kicked by the Illini, and we were on the way back. And, and Bob had slaved and made a bunch of food for us, and they started passing it out. And somebody said, well, this isn't something was wrong with it, one of the Purdue players. And, and Coach Getty well, the way you play, you don't deserve anything. And he started throwing the boxes of food out the bus. So <laughs> we didn't they didn't. Those guys still talk about that story. They didn't get to eat on the way home. So.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. I had heard some version of that story, but uh, I'm going to take your version. That's uh <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh speaking of family, how's your family doing? Are you at, did I hear four grandkids? Is that right? Four
0: grandkids. Yeah. Uh, we just took we were just with two of them, Christies in Kansas City and on our trek to uh St. Louis to we got to hang out with them and then we'll see our other grand twins here in St. Louis uh, for a few days. And so, yeah, Hannah's here and, and Taylor and, and uh, Emily uh, just, uh, she's in Dallas and uh, married uh, actually former Illini football player, Spencer Harris. And um, they, they're doing well in Dallas. And so, um, you know, we're very, very happy, very fortunate to, you know, and that's, it's a big thing. I, I, I want to do something. We'll see what happens, but, you know, big thing now is give give Megan some time and and also um, have a chance to be a good grandpa and a, and a good dad. I think yeah. that's important.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, any interest in coaching again down the road? Or, yeah, I yeah? mean,
0: I do. I love it. You know, Brian. I, yeah. I I've gone and spoke at some camps this summer. It, it gets you fired up, and um, you know, I I think everyone I talk to, a lot of my friends that are you know the older guys in the business they're saying you're lucky with the nil and the portal and all this you should but i still i still enjoy it i had a couple opportunities this spring and um you know it it just it wasn't the right thing right fit for for megan for the grandkids for the family and and so i I, if i'm going to do something i and again most of my friends said make sure you do see if you're going to do it Make sure it's something that you feel good about, and you want to, you can have success. So, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, a lot of craziness can happen. I've I've talked a little bit with some NBA Ts about some stuff. I've talked to the, a couple networks already, and, um, and well I, Like I said, I'd like to do something. I'm, you know, me. I'm not. Uh, I don't sit around very
2: much. <laughs> no, I, I know that. Yeah. Well, you know, the TV stuff—you never lose. You know, you you win every time. So.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah, that's what – I've talked to John Beeline and a couple other guys that said, hey, it's a good game. So,
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we used to – go ahead.
0: I was going to say Coach Rafferty, Pete Gill, and all those guys, they've, <laughs> they've been in doing it for a long time. Seth Greenberg, it's been his little niche, niche now. So, But yeah. um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I don't know.
2: Uh, we used to take calls on uh, your coach's show. i got somebody here that's got a question. I don't know. Do you mind taking a call or – Sure, Mind flashing fine. back? I, I think it's about an Illinois- Wisconsin game. Troy, you got a question?
0: Yes, sir. I want to know: Would Coach happen to have the video of the Wisconsin and Illinois game? I think in two thousand four, two thousand five, when the Lucky Leprechaun was in the uh, in the stands, <laughs> and uh, and they they caught a glimpse of him, and that's how Illinois came back to win (laughs) lucky leprechaun
2: okay (laughs) thanks Troy
0: Uh, (laughs) that's one of my favorite games of all time obviously we broke their home win streak and we came back and played unbelievable game I mean it it, you know I I think that one if you remember Brian at Michigan State uh, Tom Izzo said it was a clinic he had never seen it coach Wooden's game in Indy when we just we just thrashed Gonzaga and Coach Wooden said it was one of the best teams he's ever seen play, uh, you know, but that Wisconsin game, obviously for me to go home, um, you know, you know, to break their win streak. And, and I, do you remember Dick Vitale changed his, uh, his game just because he, he said, I, well, I'm going to watch Illinois go down. I'm going to Madison. And then we were able to win the game. And, and even he applauded us for what we did. So uh <laughs> Yeah, great memories, great comeback, uh you know, fun game and you know, I think at one time we had we had the most wins in Madison. I don't know what's happened,
2: you know, mm-hmm. since
0: then and other people have but we had the most wins because Bo did Bo didn't lose too much in well,
2: They still they still don't lose up there very much. I know that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that was a Jack Ingram game too, the one um uh, yeah, so we Jack, ended their streak. Jack
0: played well, yeah, yeah hit some nice shots mm-hmm. down the stretch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a couple Couple slip uh, ball screen slip layups to James Augustine out of a little play and got a couple layups off of that and so it's uh, good memories. Like I said, going through all those photos and all those uh, the pictures and the balls and all that stuff, it just and it seems like it was just yesterday, but it was going to be hmm. what twenty years pretty
2: soon, almost. So. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah well again, uh Bruce, we appreciate you being with us uh, and talking this over with us the Jim and Louise Turpin estate sale starting today four to seven and look for the for the items donated by coach and uh the money going to coaches versus cancer uh thanks so much for being with us uh this morning. Always great yeah. to talk to you and if you're ever through uh Lauren Tate gets a group together, goes to the bowling alley to eat so if you ever uh you know okay, at, at, he's, uh,
0: he's treating them big time yeah. huh, the bowling alley. <laughs>
2: That's where uh, I'm.
0: I'm talking Custer Cup. I was on Lauren on the Saturday Morning Show. Lauren brought up Custer Cup, but Papa Dell's, uh, Timponi's, the Beef House. I, I got a few other places. I, I don't know about the bowling alley. I'll try something else.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, uh, great to catch up with you, Coach. Uh, all the best Thanks, to you. Thanks Brian. for, Thanks thank for you.
0: having me on. hope the sale goes well, and, and I hope your family's well, and happy Father's Day to you.
2: Happy Father's Day to you, and thank you for all you did for Illinois basketball. It was uh, awesome to be right. with you during that time. So
0: Very good. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Bruce. Right.
2: Good to see you. Thank you. Talk to you later. That's uh, Bruce Weber, former Illinois coach, so check out all the items there at the um, – Jim and Louise Turpin estate sale, and you'll notice the Bruce Weber items. Uh, Jim has a lot of great stuff, too, um, I'm sure. <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff um, of my own, and Jim did it for a lot longer than I have. So I'm sure he's got wonderful uh, wonderful memories there. All right, thanks to Bruce Weber for being with us. Thank you for being with us. And uh, we've got uh, to get out of here for Busey Money Talk at 1030. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. With more, Penny, for your thoughts, WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Here comes Busey Money Talk at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk to you soon.